the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Wednesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Johnny Eber. Hey, guys. Happy Wednesday. It is. It is. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, man. I had frost on my We're roof. Right did y'all have frost you on did? your roof? Yeah. It was strange. I did. I've kind of been paying attention to the weather, but not that much. So, boy, when you walk out and it hits you like that. And I'm sure up in Bush, Louisiana, it's down, to, you know, to like mm-hmm. three degrees, we, right? Well, we just, yeah, we we just, we did hit the freezing mark. Oh, right? did you? Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's warming up a little bit. And uh, I, I cannot believe we're we're looking at the November clock about to run out. I My know. goodness, December is just right around the corner. We're about to light <laughs> a purple on. candle. There you go. That's yes. it. Advents. <laughs> My goodness. Well, you know, today uh, we are uh, remembering Saint uh, Pope Saint Clement the First, who was taught by the apostles themselves, third pope, and his letter to the Corinthians is still being uh, is powerful today. So we're going to call on him and all those who have died for the faith. And this uh, prayer this morning is taken from the Daily Collect. So let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, stir up the will of your faithful, that striving more eagerly to bring your divine work to fruitful completion, that they may receive in greater measure the healing remedies that your kindness bestows. As we remember Saints Clement and Saturninus, who spoke boldly of the truth that is you, may their example embolden us to live out our faith, both in our private lives and in public, in a matter that brings life, beauty, and charity to a world so desperately in need of you. And we pray this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Pope St. Clement, pray for us. And Saturninus. I'm dying to find out about him. Or her? (laughs) I I don't know. I've never heard. Saturninus is a brand new one, so... Well, I'll talk a little Same bit about him one. in our gospel. It's a him. Okay, today. great, great. All right. Yeah, we were, we were discussing before we went on the air that this is a good day to name your children, uh, your brand new babies. Either Clement or Saturninus would be a great name. So just, just saying. Yeah. yeah, just call them to supper would be interesting. <laughs> well, we will learn more about our saint of the day later on in today's show. But like Johnny said, he has his gospel reflection coming up at 7 after. He always has some wonderful insights on today's reading. In 18 minutes, Gary Zimak joins us. He's a Catholic author, speaker, and founder of followingthetruth.com. And today we are focusing on the meaning of Advent as we prepare for a new liturgical year just coming up in a few days. So looking forward to hearing from Gary. In 35 minutes, Father Joe Laramie joins us. He's a Jesuit priest, and he's going to be talking about a new Ignatian prayer app called the Cloisters Ignatian 
prayer. So this is quite interesting. I never heard of it before, mm, but yeah. I know a lot of people focus on Ignatian spirituality, go on silent retreats. They have to do with uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola and Ignatian prayer. So this is going to be a good conversation with Father Laramie. And in 48 minutes, Dr. Jordan Haddad joins us. He's a professor of dogmatic theology at Notre Dame Seminary and the president of the St. Louis and Ninth Art Society. And we are continuing our Catholic 101 segment. Today we are talking about purgatory. Where is it in the Bible? Does it exist? You know those what questions. Yeah. You may know the answers. What is it? So he's going to take it down to the basics. So it's exactly what our segment is all about. Looking forward to this discussion. Also, thank you to all of our I Give Catholic donors who donated to us yesterday. We are so grateful for you. Thank you for your generosity. It is five past the hour on Wake Up. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 21. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you, they will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you were not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Well, guys, uh, Jesus is talking to the crowd about the persecutions that they're going to face in their lifetimes, but like all Jesus' sayings and parables, so much of it stretches across the centuries, even now to our day, doesn't it? Right, right. Yes, we were oh I, I, hearing that on the news just yesterday, talking about Nigeria and such. The per, the, it's still yes. there. Mm. It's still there. Still it, there. It's rampant. Yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and we are remembering, you know, Saint Clem, Pope Saint Clement the First today. You know, he was the third pope uh, taught by the apostles themselves, and he wrote uh, a letter to the Corinthians back in the year ninety-five A.D. And that letter, uh, and his life and his martyrdom later, converted many. In his footsteps came came that we read in the St. Ignatius of Antioch, writing around the year 106 AD, seven letters on the, he wrote on the way to his death. And even up to this day, conversions are happening everywhere because of his powerful witness, his martyrdom, his letters, his word. Uh, and it goes on and on. We're remembering also another saint of the day, St. Saturninus. And he was sent by Pope Fabian to France, modern day France, in the roughly third century. And uh, he was uh, basically killed because he wouldn't sacrifice to the pagan god there. Hmm. And as we know, France became a very powerful Catholic, you know, country mm-hmm. uh, for us. And so, in all these cases leading up today, though, know, these testimonies are so powerful. It clearly seems that the wisdom that they had didn't come from them, but came from the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus uh, foretells in the gospel today. So, so let's turn to our times, why don't we? You know, did you catch the phrasing today that Jesus uses when he says the word hate? Yeah, well, that's a big yeah. word today. Heard that a few times. Yeah, just <laughs> on the news you, yesterday. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So he says we're going to be hated because we're Christians. We're going to be brought to court. We're going to be in front of governments. Uh, we and, and so everywhere you look, the world's upside down. What was once good is now bad. What's right is now wrong. 
And, and those who speak the truth in love are called bigoted, intolerant, hateful. We're the hateful ones, you know? Mm-hmm. People being arrested for praying silently, lawsuits against Christian businesses, against foster care groups, anyone who does not bow down to the gender ideologies in schools or being you know, uh, canceled, that type of a thing. Yeah. So hate has become an accusation for anything regarding objective truths about love. But is that really surprising? Because you gotta think about it, Satan still thinks he's the good guy. Mm. You know, from, from his viewpoint down in hell, all goodness, truth, and beauty do appear to be extreme, right? Yeah. So we can go on and lament all this, or we can listen to what Jesus tells us today. And it's this, rejoice, you know, why? Because all these are opportunities to shine the light on the darkness that our accusers are swimming in and which might lead to their salvation. And and the good news is this, Jesus saw it all coming. We read about this today. He saw it all coming and he essentially says, I got this guys, rely on me, rely on my wisdom. The truth will speak for itself. So I'm kind of reading this, I'm thinking, you know, uh, he might would say, don't go woke, wake them up. Yeah. (laughs) Don't, (laughs) Don't argue with their words, use mine. Let your life, let the facts, let your love of God speak over all these lies. Yeah. Let's speak over the pronouns, the upside down moral codes, and by this we'll be saved. It's amazing, isn't it? So, how, how timeless this is, and and how Christ is saying, "Look at me, focus at me, focus on me." This will all happen, and it's it's just amazing to look around and to see it all come to fruition, to see it all happening right here in front of us, to where it's it's becoming obvious. You know, I I always I always read this before. I guess these times, and it was just like, well, yeah, I see what he's saying there. That could, you know, but it's happening to see to see it really happening. But but the comforting words of Christ saying, "I got this. Focus on me." It's just beautiful. Well, and you make yeah, great and, points, and see, Johnny and, and Dave as well. Fine. I think there's also the other side of it as well that we are called to focus on Jesus mm-hmm. and be Christ-like, but be Christ-like to others who are different than us because there's always going to be people that are different oh, than absolutely. us. Absolutely, and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go away sure. tomorrow or the next election or or wherever. There's always going to be people different than us. So mm-hmm. why not spread Christ's love and joy? Throughout the world, and be that example when we wear that cross around our neck or that medal, and they and people see that, yes, you know mm-hmm. that that's a true Christian, or that's that's a, that's a nice person, and pray for them, pray for everyone, of course, um, as well. So I think there's an, yeah. another side of that mm-hmm. as well. We need to speak the truth in love, right, right, yeah. And you hit it right on the head: is to see when that evil is attacking us, it's coming from a place of hurt, you know. You know, so when they say gender is fluid, we say we look to heal those tears. That's those are tears flowing. That's what's fluid. Hmm. And when they claim to have rights that cause harm, we can't. We say it can't be right if it's wrong. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we testify to a higher court and all that. You know, so remember, if evil's accusing us, we got to be doing something right, huh, mm-hmm. guys? I don't know. Absolutely, um, absolutely. That was uh, being. I, I was really. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, it was being spoken was... about earlier on uh, the Sunrise Morning Show, and they, they were talking the very thing that Gabby was saying. Look, these are nice people; these are good people, and and there there, there is a goodness about all of us and there. But there's 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 so much to be done by us, and really by pushing forth that love, we just don't mm-hmm. lose focus on Christ. That's the most important part. And if we have that, we can say more and do more for those other individuals that you're talking about. 
Yeah, I was really moved by the, I know there's so many that have given their lives that were persecuted. I was reading this one from St. Agnes of Rome, these last words of saints who were put to death for the faith. And this is what, 13 years old, young girl, you know, yeah. uh, and this was around the year, right before Christianity was 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 allowed to be practiced. And she, she wrote this, she said, I beseech you, Father Almighty, most worthy of awe and adoration through your most holy son, I escaped the threats of the impious tyrant and passed through Satan's filth with feet unsullied. By your son, the fire around me was extinguished. Behold, what I yearn for, I already see. What I hope for, I already hold in his embrace. And with him, I'm united in heaven, whom on earth I loved with all my heart." Wow. Unquote. So I cling to the Lord, right? That's what Goodness. she's prayed at the moment of her. Yes. 13. So every, every chance, these are all opportunities, right? To proclaim the love of God. Well, stay with us. Uh, Gary Zimak's going to join us next to talk about Advent. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 29th. Today we celebrate Pope St. Clement I. Clement of Rome was the third successor of St. Peter, reigning as Pope during the last decade of the first century. He's known as one of the Church's five apostolic fathers, those who provided a direct link between the apostles and later generations of Church fathers. His first epistle to the Corinthians was preserved and widely read in the early church. This letter from the Bishop of Rome to the church in Corinth concerns a split that alienated a large number of the laity from the clergy. Deploring the unauthorized and unjustifiable division in the Corinthian community, Clement urged charity to heal the rift. Today, many in the church experience polarization regarding worship, how we speak of God, and other issues. We do well to take to heart the exhortation from Clement's epistle, Charity unites us to God. It knows no schism, does not rebel, does all things in concord. In charity, all the elect of God have been made perfect. Rome's Basilica of St. Clement, one of the city's earliest parish churches, is probably built on the site of Clement's home. History tells us that Pope Clement was martyred in the year 101. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Thank you to all those who donated to us during I Give Catholic yesterday on Giving Tuesday. We are so grateful for your generosity and continued support for our media apostolate. Amen. Your your dollars, David, are and Johnny are (laughs) are are being put to use. Yes. (laughs) Penny, dollar for dollar, penny for penny. Um, and you are listening to your donations at work. So thank you so much. You never know who is listening. This radio station has converted so many hearts to the church, to Jesus and formed relationships with him. So thank you so much. For, now more uh, than ever, right? Yes. Yes, now yes. more than ever. Yes, mm-hmm. tune your heart to the truth. All that. Gary Zimak also <laughs> <laughs> tunes people's hearts to the truth. He's a Catholic author, speaker, and founder of followingthetruth.com. Good morning, Gary. Thank you for being with us today. Gabby, it's always great to be on. Thanks for inviting me back. Yes, well, you know, we were supposed to have you on on Black Friday, but we were out shopping, so we figured we would have you on today. That's uh, what she does. That's right. <laughs> I did do that. Thank you so much for being with us. 
we're just days away for a new litur- from a new liturgical year, Gary, and we are focusing on the meaning of Advent. So we cannot forget, as we put our Christmas tree up, we have to go through Advent first and realize what that is. So can you tell us your insights on how we can focus on the true meaning of Advent as we now approach uh, the first Sunday? Uh, Gabby, I would love to, and I'm glad that we're still a few days away so we could look at it and get ready um, a little bit. So what I wanted to, you know, what really hit me, I was praying about this, because every year, I, I love Advent. I, for years I didn't, because mm-hmm. I just didn't appreciate it. It was too hectic, I didn't have time, and you know, all the, the usual stuff. But I've, I've grown to love the Advent season, and I was looking at the Gospel from Sunday's Mass, the first Sunday of Advent, and, and this verse hit me. This is from Mark chapter 13, verse 33. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert, you do not know when the time will come. Uh, now, obviously, he's referring to his second coming, which is important that we're aware of, the fact that he's coming back, and we're going to have some explaining to do with, the, you know, maybe with the way we lived our lives, right? Uh, but he's coming back again, but I think the danger for so many of us is we think, and it's sometimes not any a conscious way of thinking, it's just in the back of our mind, well, it's been 2,000 years, he hasn't, co- he hasn't shown up yet, so it's going to be a long time. But what, I, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to feel, what I'm trying to put into practice in my life is the fact that, yes, he's coming again at the end of time. He's going to meet mm-hmm. me in judgment upon my death, which could be closer, but, you know, we just don't know which one of those events will take take place first. But how about this? How about if we focus on the Lord's coming every day? Am I ready to meet him today in the circumstances of my life? And I believe, Gabby, that if I look for him, and if I disconnect from all the noisiness and craziness of the world and make an attempt to see him, I'm going to find the Lord, because he's here and he's going to provide me opportunities to encounter him today, whether it be at Mass, whether it be in my home, whether it be out in the workplace or at school. He's there, and he's waiting to meet me. And let me just summarize by saying this. I believe that that encounter with Jesus, wherever it occurs, is what's going to give me peace today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You make such great points. And Gary, every time I think about that passage, I always think about when I used to serve at a restaurant in Baton Rouge and I was working with such great people, but they would always see that I had a cross around my neck and they would say, oh, you know, oh. it's too late for me. There's no turning back. I've done too many bad things. Oh. It's never too late, Gary, right? No, it's no. never too exactly. late to turn to the Lord. And, and, and God wants you to do that. Jesus wants you to do that. Absolutely, and I would like to speak to that person today who is feeling hopeless or despairing about a situation. I've been there so many times when it looks like all hope is lost. There is no hope of this getting any better. Today is that day for you to turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, please help me. Please come into my storm. Please comfort me in some way. He doesn't always take the storm away but he will always make it better in some way by mm-hmm. being there with you, by helping you. And you know what? I have fallen so many times in my life when it comes to sin, when it comes to imperfections. I've done it over and over and over again. The Lord doesn't expect us to be successful every time. We're going to fall. What he expects us is to turn to him for help, mm-hmm. to go to confession, to get the grace we need, and then to get back up and try again. 
And that's the key. And that's yeah. hard to do yeah. because sometimes we do want to give up and say, ah, what's the use? Mm-hmm. No, today is that day. The Lord wants us to be holy. He wants us to make it to heaven. He wants us to live with him forever. And if he wants it, it's got to be possible. I can't do it on my own, but with his help, I can do it. You make such a great point because we're human and we fall all the time. We're sinners. Oh, yeah. You know, and so if we're out shopping and we decided to be brave and go actually physically into the store and there's just way too many people <laughs> right. and you get angry, yep. um, yep. <laughs> seeking from experience, like, I just never leave the house well, when I go happens. shopping. I like that online shopping. Me, <laughs> yeah, never that never happens. <laughs> you I know, love people, Daddy. <laughs> never get angry. <laughs> it happens. Oh. It happens. You know, you're waiting in. In traffic Amen. to try and get to the mall. You're trying to go, do oh. make things perfect. You know, it's just that time of year. We can't hide from it, you know, but let's focus on starting on Sunday. What are some ways that we can do to realize the noise is here? Okay. It's a busy time, but also we're stepping into a season of waiting before yeah. Jesus is born. Yeah. And I think the, the key is to be intentional about it and to make a conscious effort during Advent, to seek the Lord out and to grow closer to Him. If you want it, it's going to happen. And I think you have to want it. You have to be willing to work at it. You have to be willing to step aside from the craziness a little bit each day and just make that effort to connect with Jesus. He doesn't have a habit of saying no if anybody wants to get close to Him. I mean, all Mm. throughout Scriptures, when people seek Him out, look at the story of Zacchaeus. What a great story. This guy wanted to see Jesus so badly that he climbed up a tree to see him. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said to Zacchaeus, up in the tree, the tax collector that nobody liked, Zacchaeus, come down, I must stay at your house today. It's almost like Jesus had no choice because somebody was making an effort to encounter him, to Mm. see him, to find out what he's all about. He's not going to turn us away. So the key is during this Advent season to expectantly wait for him to show up. Not to just hope that he's going to show up, but to expectantly say, yeah, he's coming. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. He's coming. He wants to get closer to me. Man, I'm getting fired up. (laughs) It's cold here, but I'm starting (laughs) to sweat. (laughs) Hey, Gary, I I got got to ask, Gary, (laughs) as far as Advent, uh, as far as resources, what what does the Zimak family use during Advent? And got any other suggestions for us to make it uh, easier for us to really get into the season? Well, you know, if you're going to ask me next year, I would say I have a book out called Finding Peace in Advent. Ah, that's not out I like year. that. Okay. Very right. good. But, Very good. Just a little tease there. That's going to be out there. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we pray together as a family. We pray our rosary every night. We, we go to daily mass whenever possible. Um, and there's, oh, there's a, I have a, the Magnificat Advent Companion that I read every morning. So there, there are resources out there. But I think the, key, the daily mass readings are perfect. I do a daily email reflection that I send out free of charge uh, where we focus on Advent and the daily mass readings. I think the daily mass readings are a great place mm-hmm. to start with. They're the gospel. Mm-hmm. And just look at the gospel. Let the church lead us through the Advent season. The, the key is to focus more on Jesus than on the external preparation for Christmas, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But... The key is mm-hmm. to keep that focus on the Lord and, and believe that he's coming. Yeah. You know, believe that he's coming yeah. more deeply into my life. And it's very exciting to light that candle and then light the next one and the next one. And then the anticipation is so close, 
you know, but you make such great points with that, Gary, and looking forward to that book next year. There's yeah. also some Advent video series out there and also bringing the family together. I know we're all busy, but even saying a, a little prayer together as a family doesn't yep. take more than five, maybe 10 minutes at the most uh, and lighting that candle. I know that's what we did as kids. Uh, my brother and I took turns to blow the candle out that uh, week and we felt special uh, right. and to read the prayer, you know. <laughs> Having a child read it differently every day, uh, every Sunday, I think can be exciting. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you, Gary, and take a look at your various books? The best place, Gabby, is my website, followingthetruth.com. Followingthetruth.com, and you can go and take a look at some things from Gary. Great Christmas gifts. And he also has, I know we're not even into Abbott yet, but he has Lent stuff too to get you through 40 days and and focus on Jesus and take the worry and anxiety away. Gary, thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Advent. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Gary. You too. Uh, Johnny, do you guys have any fun Advent traditions real quick? We have about 30 seconds. Well, you know, uh, with the grandkids, it's always an adventure, you know, the <laughs> stories, you know, gathering around, telling the stories, tell it again, tell it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, just surrounding yourself with that excitement, you know. So uh, get out there, share the good news, right? And, uh, and, and then the, the, um, the, the calendars are always a lot of fun, you know, 12 mm-hmm. days of Christmas, all, all these things that are visual. Yeah, just put them everywhere. I you love know, the church's have, wisdom. You know, the church's wisdom is so beautiful. They have us lighting candles during Advent. If that doesn't get a child's attention, what does, right? Does. You know, it really keeps yes. you, it kind of focused. They can't wait to sit around there and look at an open flame and try to blow it out with their yeah. nose while you're praying. Yes. Nevertheless, there they yeah. are, right? Yeah. Yeah, or right. one child's supposed to blow it out, but the other child blows it out. And yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know. Exactly. I'm just, that's how it was. <laughs> okay, get that major scene. Stay up. with us. It's true. Yeah, yes. Stay with us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Thirty-four past the hour. Remember, Advent is when the Love of power yields to the power of love. To help us prepare for it, Father Joe Laramie joins us now to talk about a new Ignatian prayer app called the Cloisters Ignatian Prayer. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Johnny. So good to have you with us. Um, so, Father, I have I've made us uh, Ignatian Manresa silent retreat for the last fifteen years, but this. Uh, Doing the exercises at home, that's a new one. Um, so before we get into that, for those who aren't familiar, what exactly are, do you do we mean when you call them the Ignatian spiritual exercises? Absolutely. And my gosh, I love Manresa. Uh, I've got Jesuit buddies all over South Louisiana and always love coming down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Jesuit. The Jesuits were founded by St. Ignatius Loyola. He lived in Spain in the 1500s, and his spiritual masterpiece is a little book called The Spiritual Exercises. All Jesuits do this retreat over 30 days in silence. Uh, you know, maybe some of the wives out there are thinking, gosh, that'd be great for my husband, you know, 30 days of quiet. I think he needs that. Right. Yeah. Other folks might say, <laughs> might say, that sounds great, but I can't really set aside 30 days. Well, the wisdom of Ignatius is it's a very flexible format. 
You can do it, yes, over a whole month. Also, you can do, a, what, a little coffee shot over a weekend with a preached retreat. And then this is another way to do it where you get some talks on an app, you listen to it at your own pace in your daily life, and uh, myself and some of my Jesuit buddies help you do that. Yeah, so dive into that a little bit, this app. Um, first of all, make sure point us to it, and we'll come back to it. But what do, you, what do we see when we go to the app? And, uh, you know, what, what's, what kind of content are we talking about? Prayers, reflections, lessons? Is, is someone actually leading a retreat, you know, like we're used to at a, at a nation retreat, et cetera? That's right. Um, I think there's 10 or 12 of us on there, um, different priests. Each of us gives about three talks. The talks are maybe 20 minutes long or so. And, you know, it's a little bit like what preaching on a Sunday at Mass, but a little longer where we might guide you through some prayers and reflections of St. Ignatius, maybe about uh, the birth of Jesus. You know, we're coming up on the Nativity, right? Mm. That great Christmas celebration. So Ignatius has some real wisdom for helping us use our imagination to see Mother Mary, to see St. Joseph on that long donkey ride down to Bethlehem, which I must imagine for no lady is that a dream ride, right? She's eight and a half months (laughs) pregnant, but hey, there she is. You know, Ignatius helps us use our five senses to, you know, yes, think about that, but hey, these are living, breathing people, right? We really want to encounter them, even with our five senses. It's a very Catholic way to pray, right? So Ignatius has a lot of these little gems, and, you know, we kind of walk you through those in little bite-sized steps. Yeah, so so, um, I guess it sounds like the beauty of this, and I was reading a little bit about this Cloister's Ignatius prayer about the app, is how personal that it can be, but yet it's, 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 it's just yours. It's internal. Talk about how you guys have done this in the app to make it truly a, a personal experience, a personal jury, journey of their own, rather than just reading something, you know, in a, a gospel reflection or whatever. This, this really makes it uh, your own personal prayer time with the Lord, doesn't it? Talk about that, Father. That's right. You know, I think all of us are trying to draw on uh, we Jesuits, our own experience of prayer, those encounters with the Lord we've had in our daily lives, and then to share that with folks, certainly based on the wisdom of St. Ignatius. You know, even, okay, what, technology can give us problems, right? It can get in the way, uh-huh. and, hey, it can be a nice resource, right? You can listen to these things um, on your drive to work uh, while you're fixing dinner. Uh, you know, plug in your little headphones. You could just do it uh, in your daily life. Even as you can kind of go at your own pace, you know, um, maybe you want to listen to a talk and kind of with it, pray with it for a day or two, then move on to the next one. Uh, you know, it's a flexible format that I think will fit folks uh, in their daily lives. So point is, tell, what's the name of the app again, Father? And when we go there, are there different options for different types of things to listen to? Or is it, is it all, is it, is a cost to it? And how did, how's that, how did you guys set all this up? You bet. Um, so it's called the Cloisters Ignatian Prayer app. Um, you know, it's really rooted in a retreat house in Nebraska called the Cloisters. Uh, myself and several Jesuits go there to give talks and retreats. And, you know, they've really done something creative and dynamic by offering this program. Even I tell folks it can be a nice on-ramp or off-ramp to your own spiritual life. Again, maybe some of the ladies are thinking, hey, my husband goes to this Jesuit retreat house. I'd love to get a taste of that. Well, maybe here's a way to do it. Um, 
so that you can, you know, yes, you can hop around if you want. Um, if you want to do the buffet style, you know, take a little bit of this Jesuit, a little bit of that Jesuit. Maybe better is to just, you know, kind of walk through the format as we offer it, because we're kind of walking you through, uh, again, those steps of St. Ignatius Loyola. You know, I believe they give you a, a few talks for free if you want a little taste of it. And then basically for the cost of, uh, you know, a fancy coffee every month, you get full access to the site and you can listen to the talks whenever you want. You know, Father, what is it about <clears throat> over the centuries, this Ignatian prayer methods, the approach that St. Ignatian has, has given us in these exercises has, continues to be so powerful what is it about the, about the exercises in this app that continues to just apply to everybody at every, of every age? It's Saint Ignatius was such a a powerhouse of uh, uh, of images and three of everything, you know. But it's but talk about that with its attractiveness and that that appeals to just about everybody. That's right. Uh, you know, if Ignatius was alive today, I think he'd be a great movie director. Uh, he is so good at helping us kind of like, you know, really enter into these scenes uh, of these gospel passages, encountering Jesus, encountering Mother Mary. Um, again, this really Catholic way of praying where, you know, yes, I'm thinking, you know, okay, we're Jesuits, right? We encourage using our brains, but also we're engaging the heart, uh, our emotions. And really for folks who want to do this in daily life, like, through an app or something like that, you know, hopefully it helps you to integrate that prayer into your daily life because you're already doing your prayer while you're making dinner, while you're driving to work. Uh, even Ignatius has some little nuggets from his own experience. I'll give you two quick ones. Uh, he says, the devil is like, okay, and he gives us two powerful images. First, he says the devil is like a bully. Okay, the devil loves to try to push us around mainly by fear, right? Mm -hmm. By using threats. If I say, gosh, if I dial up my spiritual life, live the gospel more, what are people going to think? Uh, they're going to think I'm a weirdo or some kind of crazy Catholic. Well, what does Jesus say? Do not be afraid, right? You know, the Lord is with me, and if somebody gives me the stink eye, you know, I can live with that. <laughs> One more image. Ignatius says, the devil is like a general who is trying to attack the weak point in my fortress. How about this? Do you ever go to confession and feel like, you know what, I'm saying the exact same things today as I said two weeks ago mm -hmm. or a month ago in mm -hmm. confession? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Ignatius is kind of pointing us to say, you know what, maybe there's a part of my life, of my heart, that I need to strengthen. Maybe Jesus wants to build me up in some area through prayer, study, you know, even talking to a friend about some hurts in my life. So he can build up that part of my castle to strengthen me so the devil can't mess with me in that area. Mm. Wow. We've been talking with Father Joe Laramie, uh, Jesuit, and the Ignatian prayer was called the Cloisters Ignatian Prayer. So, Father, uh, once again, can you tell us where people can go to find the app? And then finally, we'd love your blessing uh, after that. You bet. Uh, you know, on your fancy iPhone, just go to the app store. You'll easily find it there. You can also go to uh, the website of the Cloisters Retreat in Nebraska. Just type in Cloisters on the Platte. So that's the Platte River out there. They get some nice resources. Um, and again, in your own backyard, you may have a Jesuit who can help you learn more. <laughs> Honored to give you my Quick. blessing as we're on the edge of Advent. Let us pray. 
God, our Father, pour out your Spirit upon your holy people. Draw them ever closer to the holy family. Lord Jesus, bless and guide us as we journey with you to Bethlehem. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Joe. Have a blessed Advent to you in the future. Thank you, sir. 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Johnny A. Bear. Gabby Smith, and right now, Dr. Jordan Haddad joins us. He's the professor of dogmatic theology at Notre Dame Seminary. He's also the president of the St. Louis the Ninth Art Society, and we call this segment Catholic 101, where we talk about the basics of our Catholic faith. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Good to be with y'all. All right. Today, we're hitting the topic of purgatory. What is it? Does it really exist? And... uh what, what does it mean for us as Catholics? Yeah, sure. So um, the Church teaches that when we die, mm-hmm. each and every one of us are going to face what's called a particular judgment, okay. as opposed to the final or the last judgment, which occurs when Christ comes again to you know, sort of render public sentence upon the, the gathered, resurrected human race mm-hmm. by, cel- you know, by separating the proverbial sheep from, from the, the goats. goats. Um, But with the particular judgment, however, who and what we are at the moment of our death will be sort of fully revealed to us in the light of Christ. And depending on whether we died in friendship with God, Mm -hmm. which is usually called, you know, the technical term, sanctifying grace, Mm -hmm. we're either granted entrance into the life of heaven, which the Catechism sort of defines as, as communion with God and the communion of saints and the angels, that, you know, sort of state of ultimate happiness and fulfillment, or we are consigned to eternal separation from God and one another, right, which is called hell. Right. And ultimately, you know, that's, you know, hell's a, a, a hard topic to talk about on a, on a Wednesday morning, but, you know, it's something <laughs> or any that we time for that matter, for yeah. ourselves, <laughs> right? We only ever choose it for ourselves. It's never something that God chooses for us, as uh, it were. Right. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so when we die and we face this particular judgment, we're either consigned to, to the glory of heaven or to, or to the, you know, the sadness of hell, as it were. You know, the Catechism states, um, each man receives his eternal retribution and his immortal soul at the very moment of his death, in a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through a purification or immediately— or immediate, or immediate and everlasting damnation. Mm-hmm. And so it's within that sort of framework that we should understand the nature and purpose of purgatory. Mm-hmm. Because if we are fortunate enough to be found worthy of heaven by our belonging to Christ through the free gift of His grace, then the vast majority of us are going to require a deep and sort of utterly thorough purification of our inner selves Right. In order to actually enter into that presence and life of God, right? Because we don't believe as Catholics that grace just sort of covers us from outside extrinsically, but it, but it really does transform the inner man. And that can happen in this life through our acts, you know, through our, our corporal and spiritual works of mercy, our, our choosing God and cooperating with His grace. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what sort of is left over beyond this life, depending on how we spend it, is 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 completed um, in a in a in a thoroughgoing manner 
in the experience of purgatory, that final purification which prepares us for the life of heaven. And this is, this is something we certainly want, right? We, I mean, we, we cannot go to heaven. I mean, you really can't go to heaven unless you are completely uh, purified. And, but we certainly wouldn't want to go to, uh, on earth here, a fancy event unless we clean ourselves up and are, are ready to go to this fancy event. I mean, that, not even close comparison. But I mean, that's certainly what we would want in our approach to heaven, right? That's exactly right. Because, see, this is one of the things you have to remember. Heaven is less of a place and more of a, of a, of a state of being, okay. right? A way of being human, a way of being an angel, being in the, you know, being perfected in our image of God, our being made in the image of God, mm-hmm. and thus enjoying that friendship with God. But we can't experience that state, we can't experience that friendship and union unless we are made into saints and wholly sanctified. There is no experience of heaven unless you are a saint. Right. And so the gift of purgatory is that it creates us into that saint that God has destined us to be from all eternity so that we can enter into the experience of heavenly glory and in in, in, in in communion with him and the saints and the angels for all eternity. Mm. So so you Dr. have Dr. Haddad. Uh, go ahead. Gary. I, I have a question. Should we as Catholics be afraid of, of going to purgatory? No, we shouldn't, because the the, the sort of suffering the, first of all, purgatory is a gift, right? Because without it there is no heaven. Right. Um for the vast mm. majority of us. But also the the experience of the suffering of purgatory, it's not it's completely different than the experience and the suffering of let's say hell, right? Because when it comes to hell, mm. the suffering there is the suffering of separation from God, mm. from one another from alienate, you know, alienation from ourselves, you know, the utter experience of loneliness and sorrow. But when it comes to the experience of purgatory, there's a suffering involved, but it's a suffering of, of, you know, of being, of being untwisted, right? A suffering of being mm. purified in the love of Christ. And so it's going to involve, you know, a, an experience of finally seeing ourselves for what we truly are for the first time which of course will lead to sadness and regret over, over how we spent our lives. But it's also going to be a time of tremendous hope and joy because now we realize who God really is, who, we, who and what we really are, and what we are on the cusp of experiencing. Mm. And so the suffering is the result of the purifying love of Christ, not the sorrow of the absence of God, which would be the experience of hell. So heaven mm-hmm. is eternal, hell is eternal, purgatory is not, and we know where we're going after that. So I think our goal here is, hey, we're going to aim for heaven, uh, right? I mean, we don't want to aim for purgatory because there's no safety net after that, right? But but if we aim for heaven, at least we have purgatory right there for us, right? <laughs> That's right. We don't want to set the bar too low. <laughs> right, for us, right, right. God calls each and every person each and one of the baptized to the fullness of Christian life, the fullness, universal call to holiness. Yes. Right, and that universal call to holiness can, in fact, be achieved. Like, to to become a saint, there are saints walking among us, right? Right. Because heaven is not simply a place we go. It's it's who and what we are in relation to God. Right. Um, and so there are saints who walk among us, and then 
And then for the rest of us, we are saints in the making, as it were. Yes. Right? Yes. And and that's a great gift, and we have tremendous hope in, you know, in, in the midst of all of that for, for what God is doing in our lives. And purgatory is, is that, that last cleansing, yep. you know, and purification mm-hmm. well, doctor, so that we can be made ready. Yeah, Dr. Haddad, thanks for giving mm-hmm. us hope. Uh, and and uh, yeah. we, we appreciate that. <laughs> we look forward to talking to you again, coming up with another topic for you. So we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. All Looking right. forward to it. Yes, God bless. Wow, guys. How about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. better yeah. to go yeah. through purgatory now. I think. Yeah, then, yeah. Go, then, aim for heaven. Aim for heaven. Whatever you do. Yeah. yeah. Go through. Yeah, we're being pur- purged even now. <laughs> Indeed. It's, well, well. Let's uh, let God in prayer uh, this morning as we call our gospel and all those that are being persecuted for the faith in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those across the globe right now who are being persecuted for Your name. Grant them the strength and the wisdom that can come only from you and thereby convert those who would deny you and your children their rights to speak and to live in peace. As for ourselves, we know not how long our freedoms and liberties may last, but let us never hesitate to be a vessel of the Holy Spirit and to testify to your holiness, your beauty, and your truth. And by our love for you and our perseverance, renew the face of our country and of our world. We pray this in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We're talking to Crystal Krista Thomas with Tan Books. She's going to be focusing on St. Alphonsus Liguori's writings on Advent and Christmas. David Dawson Jr. will talk about cooking with the family in the kitchen. And Father Matthew Dunn, pastor of Christ King at LSU, will focus on the Eucharistic revival in the diocese. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you for being with us today. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.